Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. I'm Tracy Brown, the fraud-busting body language expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion-dollar business deals. And I want you to be able to tell whose pants are on fire, make better decisions, and build your bottom line as well. Get ready. Let's dive in. It's Tracy, and this is Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups, and I am with super producer Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I am uh, really glad today. You know why? I, I'm afraid to ask. Because I do not own any cryptocurrency. You know, neither do I. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, because there are cryptocurrency billionaires out there, and then there are cryptocurrency losers out there, because... Somebody had to pay the billionaires. Well, when uh, I was looking at buying cryptocurrency, I just kind of didn't. I was like, ah, there's no asset behind this. And then yeah. uh, and then within a month, everything tanked. Yeah. Yeah. This stuff scares me, too. I mean, the whole idea of investing in funds, which is such a, I mean, pardon the pun, a liquid asset that mm-hmm. um, you never really know what it's going to do tomorrow mm-hmm. or the next day. And it mm-hmm. could crash at any given time. So, yeah, I don't like that idea either. That's scary. Well, me. there and, and there's a lot of scams <clears throat> with crypto and spend cryptocurrency uh well in developing countries they're kind of working it so you can buy like i don't know slurpees and whatever else you want with it but uh mostly other than that you know uh well you can i think you can buy a tesla with it now but Mm -hmm. other than that i think you're limited to uh ransom and uh, (laughs) things like that which we may have to deal with here in our upcoming episode well, of kidnap Alex, beat him up and um, and ask for ransom that nobody's going to pay. Well, exactly. And that is and that is a little side note, because we have a new video out. If you want to see Alex, because nobody really knows who Alex is. If you want to actually see Alex, get proof of life and have a fun time doing it. We have a new video out. And of course, I'm in it as well. But you can find that video at. Uh, well, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But or what's the YouTube link? Or you just oh, you, a YouTube can, you, search can, you can look it up. Body language expert Tracy Brown. Just look it up. It'll come right up, and it's the first video that you'll see. It's a little promo for my keynotes, and we're really proud of it. It took us six months to get this six minutes together, and boy, we knocked it out of the park. It is and we action-packed. took a long time doing it. Yeah. So that that uh, that search terms, those were for YouTube. So you're looking mm-hmm. for body language expert Tracy Brown on mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah. It'll be the first video that comes up. And I can't wait to see what you guys think of it. Uh, do, are we going to enable comments on this? And if comments so, are enabled, but only are we nice gonna be ones. Able, yeah. Are we going to be able to shut you up in the comments? Uh, I will not be responding unless they're extra nice and complimentary. Nope. There will be no response. That was a wrong answer. You want to try again? Uh, no. Okay, let me respond for you. You will not be responding to any of the comments because you have no self-discipline and somebody will troll you and you'll get no. roped in. And, you know, now that Everyone's I'm saying gonna this, you like know it. it's going to Everyone's going to like it. But here's here's the thing. You know what people don't like is uh, being a victim of cryptocurrency fraud. Like what? There's such a thing as cryptocurrency fraud? I mean, our, it, the, the our currency doesn't today, even exist. Our guest today, Erica Stanford, she is going to tell us about the $25 billion scam and the founder of this scam, of this cryptocurrency scam, who has been eluding capture since 2017. So wait a minute. Somebody conducted a scam mm-hmm. for $25 billion in yep. cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And this is 
pre-2017, four yep. years ago, mm-hmm. and she has not been seen to since not is that correct so we don't know if she's missing faked her death or got plastic surgery to conceal her uh, identity 25 billion you can go a long way towards hiding yourself well let's talk about that so if and while alex you are not this person but if you were where would you go to hide you have all the money you need space station <laughs> you go to the space station i mean what are they gonna do come arrest me I don't know. Do they have a? I don't know if there's a police force on the space. I mean, I would go to. I would go to. What is it? Uh, not Solar City, but you know, I'd go to Elon Musk, or I'd go to, um, uh, you know, the Amazon people, uh, Bezos, and uh-huh. these guys. Now, you know, you can you can buy your way onto a rocket going into space, and I'd be like, you know, here's five billion. Put me on a space shuttle, or no, uh, uh, what is it? The, the rocket. Uh, the, no, not the rocket. Well, get me on the rocket, but where it ends up in space, the space, space station. Station, that's it. Yeah, yeah, not shuttle. So put me on the space station. For, <laughs> I'm really struggling with that. Uh, for I'd like to be there for six months, and then I would like to disappear into the ether from that point. And I'm sure that for enough money, they could make it happen. Uh, no, you'd be too public. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. I, I decided. We'd do it at night. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> I, I think I would go to uh, Costa Rica or maybe Belize. I think those are probably the first places they would look. Do you think? I think that's like that's a common place for people trying to escape the U.S. and escape uh, scrutiny here in the U.S. is they go to Central America because there are a ton of U.S. expats there. Yeah. And it's a very easy transition. Well, you know, don't you think the FBI is going to be aware of that? Nah. Yeah, they are. They're, they are extradition <laughs> countries for a reason. So I guess if I had done that, I would find myself a non-extradition country, which... Yeah, that's not a whole lot of those out there. And then I'd figure out which one of those I actually was willing to live in. Oh, maybe I should go to the Bahamas. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think they're going to extradite. I'm going to go somewhere too. tropical. I think I'm going to go and like buy Cuba is what I'm going to do. You could do that. Yeah, I'd make it my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 25 billion. That. Yeah, I could probably get Cuba. for yeah. that. Well, you could buy uh, that. Um, Larry Ellison bought Lanai in Hawaii. You could do what that. are we talking about again? We're talking about where you would go with all your money to hide. And how, this is because of your person, Erica Stanford. Erica right? Stanford, yeah, who's the expert. Right. She's going to fill us in on how all this works. Yeah, Erica Stanford. We're going to listen gonna, to her? Let's, yeah, go, listen let's to her. go talk to her right now. She's much more interesting than we are. Yeah, certainly more than that. Yeah. It's Tracy. I have a super cool guest today, Erica Stanford. Now, she is all the way from uh, Britain, way across the ocean from us. And um, boy, she has her hands into all things crypto. And that's why I asked her, cryptocurrency, that's why I asked her to come in. And here's what's most intriguing to me is that the authorities, the powers that be, especially here in the States, the, the FBI knows that these scams are going on. And, and especially in one case is trying to find the owner of uh, is it all the cryptocurrency or the or the perpetrator behind the scam? I don't know. That's why we have Erica here. Erica, welcome and um, thanks for coming and fill us in. What is going on? Hey Tracy, well thank you so much first of all for having me here. Pleasure to to join you. I'm very honoured. Um, the, the the scam you're talking about, the, the, where the FBI is sort of looking for the founder, is it's I mean it's just one of these 
absolutely crazy stories a bbc in the uk did a podcast on it and and basically you've got this it's 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 thought to be the biggest not only the biggest crypto scam in history but it's also a massive ponzi scheme and they've now thought to have stolen about 25 billion dollars <gasps> from people oh all around the world and it's just this absolutely crazy story like you you wouldn't believe it's it's true was it that they, they invented this cryptocurrency which wasn't actually a cryptocurrency it was literally just promises built on on thin air you know they had absolutely no tech nothing but because they had this multi-level marketing package or this this sort of scheme where they paid these really really high commission payouts to if you know anyone who brought anyone else in it just grew and grew and grew and grew and just snowballed out of control to the point that you know you've got governments and mafias and so forth involved and you know it's, it's really scary when you hear about who is actually involved and how you know how it got so big but the, the sort of the crazy story it, it took law enforcement a while I think to, to cotton on to it and to see how big it was and, and you know to sort of shut it down but in in 2017 they'd obviously been following it for a while and and you know by this point they'd arrested a few people they they'd stopped parts of it happening and they knew who the 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 founder was so the woman who was running it she's called Ruja Ignatova she's mm-hmm. a, a Bulgarian woman and you know by by this point they'd it's sort of, you know, been trying to find it. And, you know, now they've arrested her brother, they've arrested her lawyer, they've arrested her money laundry. You know, there's lots of arrests been going on. But the, the sort of the crazy story, which is totally, you know, Netflix prime territory, the the, the founder of it, of it, this woman, Ruja, you know, she's clearly smart. You know, she's stolen billions for herself, speaks lots of languages and, you know, very keen to have plastic surgery. So we don't know if she's now dead or missing or just hidden herself or, you know, nobody knows. But she was having an affair. She was married. Her money launderer was married and she was having an affair with the money launderer. And, you know, they'd oh. been talking about, you know, having each other's kids and, and you know, all of this stuff that clearly one talks about when one's having an affair with one's money launderer uh-huh. and anyhow she was jealous and she she wanted the money launderer to to leave his wife for her and and you know was worried that he wasn't going to so you know as as any you know ponzi scheme operator does in that situation she hired uh, like some security guy from i forget where but some east european country country who used to head up sort of secret service type operations so she hired this sort of secret service security guy to be her security sort of fix it man and and apparently bought or you know arranged to buy the flat below his in miami in in florida oh the condo okay yeah so bought bought a condo and then had the security guy drill a hole between the flats between the one that she between the condos between the one that she'd bought uh-huh. to spy on him and between his so that she could listen to him and you know hear what he was saying to his <gasps> wife you know hoping that he's going to say I'm going to leave you because I love this other woman and in instead of hearing that she hears so the the the, the money launderer you know he's laundered lots of money by this stage had also had already been caught by the FBI which uh-huh. she didn't know about and they'd obviously made some sort of deal with him 
whereby you know I, I don't know the the, the interest intricacies of it but presumably the deal was that if you give us information or hand over this woman you get a lesser sentence so anyhow he'd said to his wife that he'd had this conversation with the FBI she because she'd bought the condo beneath him and was listening to him through this hole and spying on him heard this oh my god and, and disappeared and went on the run and has been missing ever since and that was 2017 um so you know that's a, a crazy story and you know she's got billions of dollars she's she's smart she likes plastic surgery so you know I don't think anyone really knows if she's really disappeared and you know hidden herself with lots of plastic surgery in Russia or somewhere or if um or if she's been killed but the 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 crazy and scary and wild thing is is now like you know most of the ringleaders of the scam have been arrested the officers have been shut down like you know it's there's an international manhunt for this woman like you know everybody knows that this is a scam like it's all over the news that it's called one coin that it's like the biggest ponzi scheme going and you know how bad it is and you know loads and loads of people have lost you know lots of money Uh and yet there's still people selling it. There's still people promoting this bogus cryptocurrency and, you know, just selling veneer. There's still support groups for it. You know, there's still all over Facebook, all over social media. There's loads of these groups that still support it, that still stand up for it, that still believe it's good, that are still waiting for their money to come. You know, and you say to them, oh, it's a scam, or people say, you know, actually, you know, be careful, it's a scam. They, they won't listen. It's still running it's crazy that's one a long long-winded answer <laughs> wow so it's called one coin okay and so so this is it's advertised all over so people got to be careful about one coin now yes, um avoid 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 <laughs> all right because didn't you say even um religious leaders are trying to sell this to their congregations and things or right and well that's a problem with it because it, it runs on this sort of multi-level marketing scheme and you know multi-level marketing is legal in my opinion it shouldn't be because 98 percent of people that that get involved lose money uh-huh. but it's it's this sort of pyramid shaped scheme where yeah. the first people who get in um get really high commissions you know in some cases you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars i.e a lot of money uh-huh. and then the, the the people who get in later you know make less and less to the point that most people lose money but you know how, how it works is if you bring somebody else in to invest you get you get a commission yeah. and then if they bring somebody else in um you know you also get a commission you know all the way down this pyramid sort of thing and, and so what happened you know people people got involved people heard about it and and you know got a, a little bit greedy and you know it's, it's a bit of a gray area there's people who got involved and invested and thought you know genuinely you know they got in early they thought genuinely this is good I'm yeah. making money and you know I'll make money if I promote it to my friends and family so you know that I, I think they promoted it to their friends and family not not thinking that it was a harmful thing, you know, thinking, you know, I'm making money, my friends and family will make money too. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a sort of a gray area where it turns, you know, less good, where, you know, community leaders, religious leaders, all sorts of people got involved in promoting it. Uh And, you know, can we guarantee that they they thought it was really good? We don't know. It's 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 for shades of grey, but it's dubious. But anyhow, you had lots of religious leaders around the world and community leaders, and you know people leading. You know, often vulnerable people, people who are trusting them, saying, "Hey, you've got this really good thing. It's called OneCoin." Even bringing OneCoin spokespeople along to like religious services, and you know promoting it to their congregations. You know who trust them, and you know would often do as they recommend, uh-huh. and. 
a lot of vulnerable people bought in. And, you know, the, the sad thing is a lot of vulnerable people bought in and put in a lot of money. And, you know, we're talking all around the world. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the, the stories of, you know, a week or a couple of weeks later, the religious leader suddenly turns up in a brand new Mercedes or, you oh, know, ex- yeah. new expensive car because mm-hmm. they've made all this commission off the back of promoting this scam to their congregation. Mm-hmm. And there's so many stories of that all around the world. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about you. I mean, cause that is crazy in crypto, like up to now, I got to tell you, I've been, um, I, I just thought it was really for terrorists and hackers. Um, and you know, possibly these folks are ahead of the curve. Um, but it's starting to slowly legitimize, I think itself. Um, and so let's talk about you and what you're doing and how you got involved in the whole thing. So what's your story? Um, so yeah, I think well, thanks for asking. I first heard about it in, heard about crypto in, in 2017. Uh-huh. So yeah, earlier or later to the game, depending on, on, on what perspective you're looking at. But I, I'd lived in Buenos Aires during the, the economic crash. That's so Buenos Aires in, in Argentina during the economic crash in around 2008. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'd really seen, you know, a, a lot of the problems with the Western banking system, you know, that not everyone benefits, you know, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of fear, a lot of people had lost a lot of money. The first Mm -hmm. lesson I was told by, you know, friends I made locally when I moved there was, well, you know, whatever you do, don't, don't go near the banks, don't trust the banks. Um, You know, don't, 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 don't get a bank account. You know, I I was there volunteering and learning Spanish, but, you know, people that, that earn money there, they were like, you know, what they do when they get paid. The first thing, they do is is convert it into euros and dollars and then cash that out into physical banknotes and keep that that in a safe in their in their flats or their houses yeah. and because that's the only safe way to keep money and you know the different way of looking at things and i used to travel around south america around latin america um during the summers when i was at university and you know you went i got mugged loads of times and you end up relying on uh, wait a minute remittance. you got mugged Oh, loads of times. <laughs> well, now, wait, how does that go? Let's because you're kind of skipping over like the interest. Sorry. Stuff here. So, so, so you're walking down the street, or what? Like, what are you doing? And what happens? And how much do you carry on you? Like, what's? I deal? mean, I was. I so I was. I was. You know, a young little like you know old old teenager, whatever. So you know, I was a small little blonde thing traveling around by myself, like going totally off the beaten track. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh gosh, like um. Sometimes a couple guys, these guys just walk past and jump on you and steal your bag or once on a bus and it's like I know what they're doing but what am I going to do I'm not going to stop some random guys you know who might have knives or whatever um and sometimes without even knowing about it I think it's a common thing and so I'd I'd gone out there with a load of different cards and travelers checks and you know try to be really safe and not walk around with a lot of money on me at any time yeah but so every time I went out it was just with a different with one card but you know, once you've, you've if you've only got four cards and you get amongst four times, and you end up with no cards. Oh, God. Um, with, <laughs> oh my God. Um, which which makes it hard to get money out. So you know, when when I got to that stage, I still had I don't know like half of the summer left, and you know, I was totally alone in Guatemala or wherever. So um, you know, uh, you, you walk to the local Western Union, which is this barbaric, horrible remittance company. Um, yeah, and Wait, why don't you loving... like them? Western Union, you know, you know their history, right? No, I don't know their history. I just oh. know how much they charge. <laughs> well, they do charge a lot, but they're they're the ones that um 
came out of the like settling the American West, the Pony Express. That's how they started. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So they would want to send a telegram. Right. And so they had um, pretty much every 10 miles. I believe it was from about St. Louis to California eventually and points in between every 10 miles they would have um uh stables and and that's and and so the horses the riders would sprint the horses 10 miles and then they'd have to get a new horse right because because the horse was tired right and then they kept um going and they just changed out their horses that way and so um you can still see now every 10 miles at least uh along one of our big highways in wyoming there's these little houses that are still there and no. that was the um, Western Union stations. That's incredible. You know, I'd love to go to Wyoming. It's, it's right up there on my list. It's, 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 you watch all the movies that are set there and it looks beautiful. It, um, well, yeah, I, 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 would, I would suggest Northern Wyoming. The Southern part's pretty desolate. <laughs> oh, really? I, li- I like desolate. I like desolate. Um, oh, well, you would love with- it. So, so anyway. I, I didn't know I didn't know that, but what I saw about Western Union that you know that they charge 14%. Uh-huh. And you know, Ooh. you wait days for your money and then you end up with cash, which is pretty useless when you just keep getting robbed. And you know, they charge 14%. And you know, I started looking into it and you've got, you know, for me it was a, an inconvenience for a summer, but you know, no big deal. Uh-huh. But you've got a third of the world's population don't have access to traditional banking. You know, banks don't deem it basically economically viable to, to serve oh. these people. So you've uh-huh. got two and a half billion people around the world who don't have a bank account, who realistically won't get served by banks um, for, for the foreseeable future because, you know, they don't earn a lot of money and there's not enough money in it for banks. So they, they don't have banking. So you've still got, you know, billions of people who, who can't just save money or store money digitally or you know get a loan or get a mortgage or build a credit score or send her money home to family digitally or all of these things that we might take for granted because yeah. they don't have access to banking so you know what was you know expensive for me for a summer paying 14 percent every time you send money yeah. you know that that is standard for a third of the world's population and some some of them charge up to 30 percent which I just see as extortionate. Like, you know, there's cheap ways of doing things Like you don't need to charge 14% for uh-huh. the world's poorest people. Uh-huh. So that's that's my beef. With oh, my gosh. Um, so, but, you know, I'd, I'd seen that. And then just when I heard about crypto, you've got this digital currency that, you know, at the time it was new, it was exciting. It was like a shiny new thing to learn about and geek out on. But you've also got this, digital currency that you know you can send it instantly you can send it basically for free you know you can uh-huh. you've got full transparency so you know if i send you crypto if you send me crypto you can see exactly that this address sent this money to this address and it re- arrived at this address at this time uh-huh. like you can't deny it you can't say no sorry i didn't receive that money or you know you've just got full transparency and feet and sort of speed and like cheapness of sending money that you just don't have with with traditional sort of government currency and you know with with traditional government government currency you know you can't really send micro amounts it costs too much money to do so so in england they say it costs about 30p so that's probably about 40 cents or so at the exchange rate Mm -hmm. to do a, a, a digital transaction you know that's fine if you're sending I don't know, whatever, $100 worth or so. But, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're earning $1 to $2 a day, you know, that, that doesn't really work. Or if you want to do 
pay for microtransactions. So crypto opens up all these like amazing use cases where you can just send money to pay for you know all sorts of little things. Maybe that's microloans. Maybe that's microinsurance. Maybe it's you know instead of subscribing to a, a, a newspaper or to a, a, a video site or to a streaming service or a music channel or whatever, instead of having to pay ten pounds or ten dollars or whatever it is a month, you could just pay five cents to listen to this song or 10 cents to Mm. read this article or one cent to tip somebody or you know whatever that is it opens up all these incredible possibilities that that just aren't possible with traditional money um and so i don't know to me that's like super cool and exciting and i think sort of giving a very long wind dance you, you, you say you know crypto has had its bad reputation and it has in the past you know it's been it's been used in its its share of crime and it's you know there's lots of volatility and lots of people manipulate the markets but at its core you've just got some really really cool technology with some really really cool use cases now then now then what what are you doing now because because you have um like you're the head of the crypto curry club over there in right. England. Like, what is that? Uh, tell me about like, cause you've got to get into some super interesting cases with what you're doing. Yeah. So the, the crypto curry club that I started that in gosh, 2018, um, before lockdown, you know, at the time there wasn't really much of a community here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get people together and find out what else was really happening in the space. So I started running these uh, networking events, curry, um you know just for a sort of a cultural uh, awareness raiser for anyone who hasn't spent much time in the uk curry is a national british food um it's it's the most popular eaten food here pretty much every rural village will have an indian curry house Mm -hmm. um it's it's the most popular food it's the most eaten food you know everybody loves curry and you know i i think many reasons for that probably because anyone who's had the misfortune of eating british food realizes it's not very good well yeah um, what is wrong <laughs> over there with y'all's food like um didn't there, any no one's figured it out yet that you could like make it better <laughs> um so uh, in defense of british food london and some of the cities have excellent international food like mm-hmm. we're talking world-class international food mm-hmm. really really good and you know really really good restaurants and where you've got sort of gastro food and you know good quality food that can be exceptionally good anywhere um but outside of london um probably the more affordable end of, of of dining no i don't think they figured out that one can have good food oh, um, wow. okay. <laughs> <short> <laughs> answer. um so you know curry's a national food here everyone loves curry and crypto curry cryptocurrency it was a play on words so yeah. um yeah so we we had fun with it did the first event uh 25 people came and and ended up you know you get people interested in the same subject together for the first time and have lots of good food and you know, have, have drinks and stuff. And um, people stayed for eight hours and said it was the best event they'd ever been to. And then oh my goodness. the next one like filled up and sold out in an hour and it just sort of spiraled from there. So I think now we've got the biggest or main crypto and fintech community um, in the UK, which we had lots of events and had lots of fun until lockdown uh, put a yeah. stop to. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Well, uh, it's a good thing you didn't do it. They just find Tony Blair. I heard. Or is it no, oh, not Tony cool. Blair? Uh, what's his name? No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Boris. Boris, uh, Boris Johnson, a wonderful, infinitely wise leader who can do no wrong. Well, I'll um, tell you what, someone needs to give him a calm. What is that all about? <laughs> I'm I'm for 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 clarity, I'm being sarcastic when I say that. I think he's a bit of a buffoon. Uh, gosh, yeah. Well, um, okay, so let's talk about what problems are you solving in like what's what's the current buzz with crypto like in your events? What are you hearing? Like what are people trying to work through? So, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, you, you touched on you touched on one of them in, in the early days. I mean, you're looking at a technology that's, what, 13 years old now. Hmm. So in, in the early days, um, the, the, there was much less people using crypto, much less people knowing what it was, much less volume, much less use, much less acceptance of it. So, hmm. you know, in, in the early days, you had something, something like, I think it was 30% of all Bitcoin transactions were used for crime, you know, for oh, things man. like okay. So you're you're talking, you know, predominantly things like buying drugs on the dark web. Yeah. Um. And now, uh, the the latest statistic is is somewhere estimates are in terms of percentage of crypto used for crime somewhere between 0.15 and 0.4 percent. I.e., that's quite low. Like for fiat currency, government mm. currency, the known amount used for crime is is estimated to be two point nine percent, and 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 government currency is much harder to trace. Like you know, if you want to buy drugs from somebody or whatever it is, you know, mm. the the cleanest way to do that is still to meet in person and and hand over physical banknotes mm. for mm. drugs. Yeah, like and you know, money laundering through offshore islands or artwork or resources or whatever. Like it's much easier to hide crime. Mm-hmm. In, in government currency than it is in crypto because crypto sort of by definition is thought to be anonymous, but it's it's not. You've got this sort of incredible ways to trace it. So, you know, I, I think one of the things is that you've got this really often negative perception of it and, you know, people thinking, oh, it's all a scam, it's all used in crime. And, you know, actually, yeah, there are scams. There's a lot of scams. There's some really bad scams, as we've seen. You know, there are still dark web marketplaces. You can still buy drugs for Bitcoin. You can still... Do all of these bad things with it but you know you can do that with any type of currency and you know the, the drugs market existed before bitcoin and will continue to exist after you know mm-hmm. that's a, a a reality and and you know so i think part of it is is just sort of trying to legitimize the industry wow. um and you know now you've got a load of really cool companies that are actually doing really cool stuff um bringing out new technologies and you know sort of really trying to work so that people don't get you know scammed and so forth so right now um, now what what other kind of scams are out there because we we've talked about the mlm scam but what else do people like as we're moving into legitimacy here like because uh, because I, I don't really know a whole lot about how the uh like if i was going to buy bitcoin i'd go to what like coinbase or something and then like what do i have how are people trying to take it because everyone's trying to take something from everybody else like how does all right. that work so, I mean, there's a load of scams. And, you know, to, to be honest, it's that's been an interesting bit of research for me. A publisher reached out, oh gosh, start of start of lockdown, if I wanted to do a book about the biggest tax and scams in crypto. So I was like, yeah, this would be fun. Uh-huh. And underestimated how much work it would be and then spent all of lockdown researching about all of the hacks and scams in crypto. So, uh-huh. you know, for in, in-depth answer, that's called Crypto Wars. Um, 
please buy it. Um, so wait, it, Crypto Wars is your book. Okay. Yeah, Crypto Wars, Fake Deaths, Missing Billions and Industry Disruption. So yeah, I, so I spent like a whole year like researching into this and, you know, speaking with the police and speaking of law enforcement and the analytics companies. And, you know, it's a fascinating space. So you, you, what, what types of scams are there? The multi-level marketing and Ponzi schemes are still the worst in terms of they've stolen the most amount of money mm. um but you said you would just go to coinbase to buy bitcoin you know great like if you go to coinbase to buy bitcoin um you know that, that's relatively safe you know that they're, they're a pretty big company that they're, they're trying to do good um so that's pretty safe but there's a lot of scams that are so super smart and have really really good you know technology and all of that so you know you've got a lot of scams that try and impersonate websites or try and impersonate social media profiles or hack into influencers profiles or so forth so you know there, there have been lots of scams that will try and impersonate things like exchanges so you know unless you're directly going to coinbase or google where you're typing it out yourself and you're clicking on you know the top link that comes up on google mm-hmm. You know, if you were to say go into a, a Facebook group or a social media group or whatever, and someone says, "Hey, here's a link to Coinbase," maybe it's Coinbase, or maybe it's some some link that they've manipulated where it's actually C O one base or you know C zero L N base or you know something that's super super similar that looks basically mm-hmm. identical oh, wow. that they've just sort of hijacked. And you know, th- these scams. You know, in terms of money and percentages and, and statistics, you know, some of them bring in billions of dollars, you know, or, or millions of dollars, but they bring in a lot of money. And typically they'll spend 10% of all of their money on marketing, on, on you know, making them look good. So you've got potentially budgets per scam of like up to hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. to make them look good. So they can have the best web designers, the best web developers, the best marketing people, the best copywriters, the best salespeople, the best graphic designers, mm-hmm. you know, the best PR agents. They can have everything to make themselves look really good. So you've got these websites out there that basically impersonate legitimate websites or you've got people in these chat forums or in social media groups trying to lure people to scams you know that there's even a new thing now it's called is it rom crypto or crypto rom i forget but it's it's basically it's about you know you have all these dating scams Mm -hmm. you know back back in the day you know people used to have these dating scams and you know they'd get people to apparently buy these these you know, gift vouchers and shopping vouchers and stuff. And apparently that's now a huge, massive professional industry where you've basically got these boiler houses of people, you know, effectively employed to go on dating apps and scam people to go on social media and scam people. You know, they, they invest months into, oh, yeah. you know, into sort of grooming and building up these relationships so that, you know, often smart people really think they've built up a friendship or a professional relationship or a, you know, romantic relationship yeah. or whatever it is. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not saying, oh, send me money. They're saying, you know, hey, you know, this is for our future, for your future. You can yeah. invest in crypto and, you know, and then they send, <laughs> again, they, they get people to send money or crypto or whatever to like the scam crypto exchange or the scam crypto platform mm-hmm. um you know and and you know it will it will look as as you can see it visually it looks identical like there's no real way physically of seeing that this is a scam and you know it'll say yes you know their their money is going up so they think all is good until they try to withdraw it and then 
you know, they can't withdraw because it's just a facade. So, you oh know, gosh. the scams are, are crazy and numerous and, you know, really, really clever and look very good and good at persuading people. But, you know, I think it's worth saying, you know, you've got all these scams in crypto and yes, it's really bad, but I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, all of crypto is bad. Like every type of scam has gone up in recent years. Like cybercrime has massively gone up. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, my elderly parents get scam phone calls almost every day. You know, (laughs) like there's all sorts of types of scam that aren't anything to do with crypto. So I think Mm -hmm. it's more of a digital problem than Wow. Now, how are you advising? Because you're working with law firms on case strategy, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's a singular law firm. It's called, okay. um, it's called CMS, but they're um, the biggest, I believe they're the biggest law firm in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also, you know, far and away the, the main one working in crypto and fintech and, and the space they sort of got in early and, you know, built up a whole big team of, of people, you know, that they've hired sort of out of in-house practices mm-hmm. um, and, you know, now work, I think, about 100, 150 different crypto and, 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 and so forth companies here across the board. So, yeah, that's incredible experience. So you meet lots of cool people there. Wow. Very cool. Well, um, any parting thoughts for folks, like tips on like if they want to get into crypto, the best way to do it, um, anything like that? Um. I, I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of people wanting to get into crypto and a lot of of, of, of firm and so forth. I mean, I think what I would say is, you know, the more you see about the crypto space, it is manipulated. You know, there are billionaires and, and you know, corporations that can post, put out a tweet mm-hmm. and change the price of a cryptocurrency yeah. by 35% up or down. So, you know, it's, it's, it's highly manipulated. And a lot of people think, well, this is a good long-term investment or whatever. And then don't count on the fact that literally a single person, you know, who might be an influential billionaire or whatever, but, you know, a single person can put one tweet out, which might be a rumor. It might be that they just got a new puppy, whatever it is, that's mm-hmm. somehow loosely related. And that will, you know, totally smash or pump the market. So, you know, I, I, I think... Be I mean, sorry to be boring, but be, be super, super careful. You know, don't rush in. You know, don't sort of chase sort of you know pumping markets. Be super, super, super careful. Do a ton of research. Make make sure absolutely that you're going on a legitimate exchange. Like by if you want to go to Coinbase, type in Coinbase to Google. Don't click mm-hmm. on any third party links ever. You know, mm-hmm. for anything in life. Right. Um, right. And you know, I've I've got to say it, and sorry to add it in. Buy buy crypto wars um read it crypto it's, wars you it's bet. meant to sorry <laughs> sorry but it's, it's you know it's meant to be super light super easy reading super fun taking the piss out of the industry a bit but it's you know it's 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 sort of the 101 on like all of the hack scams ponzi schemes like all of the worst um side of the the crypto space so um you know at least if nothing else that should open up people's eyes to like you know some of the realities of, of the worst side of the space Wow. Okay. Okay. And now how can people get a hold of you? Um, I am contactable at, well, on LinkedIn at, um, there's a, a Crypto Curry Club, or, or you can follow me on there. Um, there's a Crypto Curry Club website, website where people can subscribe. We've got a weekly newsletter, the Crypto Carrier, which just goes through industry news and and updates and again super super easy to read um contactable at hello at crypto curry club.com 
um and the, yeah the, the the book is is on amazon and and all good bookstores uh, bookstores around the world um, <laughs> love it before, um yeah but linkedin might be the, the easiest or quickest way to, to reach if not very good. Well, I tell you what, Erica, I have learned a ton here. I am just fascinated by um, the, the whole concept of, of uh, crypto and how you've got your handle on it. I think that's really cool. So thanks for joining us. And um, I look forward to uh, staying in touch and I hope you can come back sometime. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Lovely to, to be here. Thanks, Wendy. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. I'll see you next time.